Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, welcome back to another FTLOL podcast episode. It's nearly St David's Day, so what better time to celebrate the great Welsh footballers over the years. And we're going to be ranking the top 10 Welsh footballers in Premier League history. Joining me today are two podcasters from Wales, back for their hat-trick appearance on the show, Mr Spooner and Mr Vec of the Victory and Vices podcast. How are you doing, boys? Yeah, very good, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having us back on. Yeah, appreciate it, bro. Nice. So, yeah, Wales, I thought it was, I thought it was mostly a rugby place, but... Just just looking at this list that I've got, you've got some top players there. Yeah. On, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we could probably reel off if you asked us to list the top 10 Welsh rugby players of all time. Um, I think there'd be a huge pool of uh, options. Uh, not quite so much with football, but, you know, as Welsh, we, um, we do develop a, a brilliant one every so often. So, you know, we can get a list. We can get a tidy list together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it comes to sport, um, I do think, as you say, Matthew, we produce one every, I want to say, 35 to 40 years, like one regional <laughs> player. Is that a fashion? Yeah. yeah. One world class, one like one yeah. that you say, wow, every, yeah, so every other couple of decades, or, you know, and then we kind of have a few. Decent players, sort of, you know. I think it's probably similar with like Scotland, um, mm. Ireland. There's a gem in there every so often, and then you just got your sort of run of the mill Premier League players, and they're just filling gaps. So yeah, you know, but, you know, it's a tidy list. Let's see where we go. Yeah, you're, you're doing all right at the minute, though, aren't you? you qualify yeah. for the Euros. I think. You'd... Where are you in your World Cup qualifying group? You top of that or near? We we in qualifying, but we have. Is it Ukraine? Is that right? The Ukraine are next? Yes, I think it is Ukraine. It's it's not, I mean, it's not nailed on, is it, as of yet? There's a, um, there's, is it a playoff um, that we need to get through. You know, they're not, it's not the most straightforward side to beat, but you've got to back yourselves, haven't you? You know, we in, in years gone by, We've had a few Premier League players and a lot of Championship players. We've still got a few Championship players, but there's a lot of this Welsh squad now that are Premier League calibre. You know, they're not all play for top Premier League clubs, but it's a, it's something when they, you know, a lot of them are playing Premier League football. So it's coming on. So we'll see how we get on. Nice. Uh, so we're going to do a joint list, but before we get into that, have you guys got a ten? Yes. Yeah, because Spooner's audio is a little bit in and out. Um, Spooner, is the is the ten that you've got famous? The ten that I listed earlier. Yeah, bar um, bar one significant choice that you disagreed on. So, what was the one that you thought about? Um, I'm happy to put Ian Rush in there. Okay, 
Because well, I'm slightly older. All right, okay. I, I can, I'll happily, um, I'll compromise there because of the caliber of player. Um, we taken, so this, we discussed Simon Davis. I'm assuming he, we're going to drop him out of there because. Yeah, yeah, Simon Davis. Is good. I'll read you the list then, uh, Jack, in, in no particular order, if, you, if you're happy for me to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, few of the obvious ones at the top. Ryan Giggs, Gareth Bale. Uh, Gary Speed, uh, Ian Rush, Mark Hughes, Craig Bellamy, John Hartson, Ashley Williams, Aaron Ramsey, and Joe Allen. Is that 10? Yeah, that's 10, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you want to read it again? Yeah, I think I've got it. Yeah, Giggs, Bale, Speed, Rush, Hughes, Bellamy, Hartson. Williams, Ramsey, and Allen. Yeah. Right, okay. So my 10, and this is in order. At 10, I've gone Hughes. Nine, Savage. Eight, Allen. Seven, Williams. Six, Big Neville Southall. Five, Bellamy. Four, Aaron Ramsey. Three, Gary Speed. Two, Gareth Bale. One, Ryan Giggs. He did. He played for quite a few seasons because I thought I was thinking the same about Ian Rush. Did Ian Rush play in the Premier League for that long? Because that's why I've left him off. But he's obviously a top player. He did um, rush. I had a look earlier on um, Wikipedia. No shame because I mean, I'm 26. Um, So. There's not a lot of memories for me of Ian Rush, but he did play four or five years of Premier League football. Um, so, like with the Man United um, episode, we said about not putting players in that we've never watched, which was kind of the angle I came at. But Spooner, you know, he's a, he's a little bit older than me, a little bit. Um, so, you know, I'm happy to compromise on that because he, you know, he is a great. So, yeah, he... Neville Southall again, though I, I have no real recollection of him um, playing in the Premier League. But again, I appreciate yeah. um, how you know he was a very good goalkeeper. So yeah, I, your list is quite an interesting one actually, because we've got a few of the same ones. But the one that jumped out to me was Robbie Savage. I, yeah, I, yeah. He gets. Yeah. I mean, he gets quite a lot of stick and. You know, he's he's probably not best known these days for being a footballer. But I thought he was he was decent. Like he he was a sort of standard bog standard Premier League midfielder. Yeah. Um it, it was probably a little bit the the last two, like Hughes, I didn't think I could put much higher based on his Premier League career, but obviously he's a lot better player than than Savage. Um, but yeah, I, I think the last two just kind of snuck in there. But I, I, I was struggling to think of many top like Welsh midfielders around that time. Mm. I think, you know, going forward, we've got Joe Allen and Aaron Ramsey. Uh, Gary Speed as well, obviously, was, was much better, but yeah, I, I think when it got nearer to the bottom, there was a bit less less of a pool to choose from. 
Yeah, with um, with Savage, I, I almost feel like he's more famous in his punditry career than he was in his football career. But yeah. I like him. He's a really good character. And obviously, he was a Premier League player, and he was a Premier League player for many years. And, you know, you, you've got to be a certain quality of player to do that. But my memory of Robbie Savage was just him going through people. Um, so... I, I, you know, I didn't rate him too much as a player, but um, I won't argue Robbie Savage. I did consider him because we haven't got an endless pool of options. Yeah, um, there was there was a few that didn't did a moment like Rush. To be to be fair, yeah, I, I didn't realise he played he played sort of five or six seasons in the Premier League. So that's that's definitely one to consider as well. But well, yeah, okay. I mean, if with. Um, Sort of mentioning like Ben Davis, James Collins, uh, Manu, um, Sam Vokes. You know, there's a couple of players like that I, I did consider as well, but I don't think they quite uh, cut the mustard. You know. Yeah, I mean, you could you could maybe argue Ben Davis, especially because he's he's been in the Prem quite a while, hasn't he? With yeah, Swansea and then and then Tottenham. Uh, but yeah, I think we have got a pretty a pretty similar 10. Um, yeah, do, do you want to talk about a few of them? So so Ryan Giggs, I mean, right right at the top for me, you guys are Man United fans. So you said on a previous pod that, you know, how much how much you love the guy. Um, yeah. We, we don't need to talk about his off-field uh, activities for this one. But as, as a player... Just yeah, winger, and then I th- yeah, I think like you say, his off-field activities aside, if we just focus on his playing career, it's probably you could argue it's up there with the best of any playing career of anyone um, ever in terms of what he achieved, mm. um, you know, what he won, and the appearances he made, you know, in, in his prime, which lasted you know a, a good while. Um, you know, you're talking best part of a decade. He was in his absolute prime, and he was he was electric when he was younger. Quick, would take anybody on, score from anywhere. Usually, was left foot mind, kind of do it all. And then, what was even you know more credit to him was the way that he adapted his game and sort of showed because you know prior to him, players didn't go on as old as he was typically. Um, you know, players were retiring early to mid thirties. You know, usually early thirties. And he was doing all his yoga, wasn't he, and his Pilates, and he was realizing oh, yeah. he his pace. And he, his transition into the middle of the park was so graceful. And then, you know, he just turned into a player who would just pop up with goals here and there, and he would just create. And yeah, he, he probably added five years onto his career from taking that approach. So, you know, for the his ability, his longevity, and his ability to adapt, I think, and what he won. I don't I, I think that's why he sits at the top of that list. I don't think that you can argue with that. I know Bale will come on to him, was world class for a number of years, and obviously won what he won. But for the reasons I just said, I don't think you can argue with Giggs at the top. What do you think, Spoon? Pure audio loves you. Allows me um, can you hear me all right, lads? All okay? Yeah. 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 So, Giggsy, wow. Um, I'm with you. I think Giggsy goes ahead of Bale purely because Bale's success is, is abroad. It's in Spain. So I don't think you can necessarily give Bale 
the ultimate title. But even in his short time in the Premier League, Bale did far more than most Welsh players ever did. So, yeah, Giggs for me is definitely top. Bale is a close second, don't get me wrong. Um, Look, Bale is a fantastic player. And if this conversation was the greatest Welsh player of all time, not necessarily just in the Premier League, maybe Bale edges it because of the European Cups he won. Um, Possibly, yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, Bale is incredible. But look, Giggsy was, when you talk generational talents, I mean, the boy was unbelievable. Like, he was just so good. Like you said, Vecchi, even going into central midfield, he could play anywhere. Like, and, you know, he is, it's just, it's sad that we won't mention the off field stuff. It's sad that his reputation is what it is now. But, man, from a footballing ability standpoint, who, who even, a Bale aside, I mean, no one's getting close to gigs. I mean, he's obviously never played Premier League football, but if I think of other Welsh players, you know, just the people my grandfather told me about, like John Toshak, for example, like an absolute beast, do you know what I mean? Um, who else was there my grandfather would talk about? Um, I'm trying to think of the names. John Charles, or was that? I think John Charles was one of them, actually. Yeah, John, oh, John Charles, yeah. John Charles of Juventus. Ivor Olchich. Yeah, so those lads, you know, if you're having an overall conversation, like a top five, you know, you'd be looking at Charles, probably Koshak, um, Bale, etc. But, I mean, as it stands to play Premier League football, I don't think there'll ever be a Welsh player that can touch gigs in terms of what he's done. It's just, it's not going to be achieved again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's he's a consensus number one. Like, and I don't, I don't think you're going to see any player win as many Premier League titles as no. as Giggsy did either. Or has he got twelve or thirteen? Not, or twelve, I think. Yeah, he's got twelve. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah, not he won two league Champions League as well. You know, which is not too shabby, is it? Two Champions Leagues. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, and do you know what we mentioned it before? As great as that Manchester United side were. They weren't the greatest at that point. And I think if Giggs had played in a Real Madrid side like Bale did, where, you know, they were the greatest, you know, Giggs would be one of the greatest of all time. It's just he came up against a Barcelona side that was, you know, the stars aligned. They were they were too good for Manchester United. But domestically, yeah, domestically, no one's touching Giggs. I, the only one I might see come close to it, depending on Manchester City's next move, is Phil Foden. Bill Foden might get close to it if he stays there for mm. the career, but I can't see anyone else. No, yeah. no, me neither. Rory, you said Bale's a close second, so would you would you have him in at, at number two then? Yeah, I would indeed, mate. Yeah. He'd be my number two. I mean, when he was in the Premier League, he was electric. And this was young Gareth Bale that had, you know, come through the trauma of playing left-back and almost being sold and... Out of nowhere, he just found this confidence. It's like, again, like the stars aligned and he just became a man. And that goal against Inter Milan transformed him. And was it Mikon that he was up against the right back? Yeah, he ripped him to shreds. Mikon's still in therapy now, you know, and um, (laughs) Gareth Bale destroyed him. And that, you know, elevated him to, to sort of where he is now. But yeah, I mean, in the Premier League, I think it was one goal he scored against West Ham. It was just, he pings it from outside the box. Yeah. There's very little back lift and it's one of my favourite goals to watch in the Premier League. He's absolutely unbelievable. So, yeah, those two for me, I mean, depending on the individual, you might have 
Bale first or Giggs second, but yeah, they've got to be the top two. Yeah. You, you mentioned that goal against West Ham, and that only springs to mind. I don't know if you um, remember it as, as well. He scored a volley against Stoke away. Oh, yeah. oh yes, yeah. And he gets his leg up so high, and he just just nails it right in the posted stamp. And the technique on it is, ah, uh, it's just you just you just lose words to describe it. And that leads me on to what makes Gareth Bale so brilliant is his athletic ability, um, because you know we talk about Giggs, he was electric, and you know, and he was as good as he was back at his prime. But Bale. He's a bigger, taller, better built. Arguably, well, I'd love to have seen them both have a race in their heyday. It would have been a, would have been a good one. But mm-hmm. some would probably say quicker than Giggs. You know, he's he's good in the air. Um, yeah, he got his fair pair of didn't he? Yeah, and you know that's goal I'm on about against Stoke. Uh, you know, you see, you only see a certain amount of players score goals. They got like your Zlatan. Certain players can get their their body into that position. So. The thing is that Bale started as a left back, didn't he? Um, and sort of, I don't think people realised his foot true potential until I think he was bombing up and down the, the flank as a left back, and then one day somebody obviously said, "You know, you should you should probably just stay up there and play and play left wing." And his last sort of two seasons before he went to Real Madrid, he was he was unplayable, absolutely unplayable. He he was ripping that league apart. You know, often he used to cut in on his left foot, right off the right, and just bend one into the top corner of that last 30 season. yards yeah. out, yeah. yeah. He just it, used to score it like anywhere. It felt like every week, I was watching it happen every week. Like, he'd, he'd get a winner for Spurs. And that's, you know, ultimately it was that um, consistency towards the end that got him his um, move to Madrid. And sadly, I don't think he'll ever be as highly regarded for what he did at Madrid because of just the type of club and fans that they are um, for what he achieved. But yeah, I, I think he's second spot's his. And I don't think there's anybody that will come close to that either. I think Giggs and Bale, one and two, have cement, they've just cemented themselves there and there's nobody that can get in that conversation. Yeah, yeah completely yeah. agree. I mean, the thing with Bale as well, like, you mentioned it before, he, he was tall, he was fast, so he, he could score any sort of goal. Yeah. He could dribble past the whole team, could head it in, he could score a free kick as well, bang it in from 30 yards. I, I don't think anyone else on this list could has the sort of versatility to score all those sort of goals. He's, he's the type of runner as a winger that I like, the no-nonsense, I'm going to fucking knock it past you, I'm going to run faster than you. I'm going to knock it again. You know, like you get wingers who are really, you know, full of tricks. And stuff. Yeah. Bale's like, nah, 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 nah. Like, I've got a trick or two, but I don't need that. I'm just going to literally knock it past you. Goodbye. So long. I'm done with the win and wrong. You know what I mean? That, that's what, like, Higgs was kind of similar as well in that regard. There, there was no flash to it, was there? With either of them, it was, I'm gone. Yeah. So, completely yeah, agree. That. So, at number three, so our yeah. Gary Speed. I know you've not you've not particularly ordered these, but I mean, uh, he's another one where he wasn't the flashiest, but he's just proper powerful, great runner, just 
brilliant engine and another one that could just bang it in from 30 yards every so often as well. Until recently, he, was, he had the most appearances in Premier League history until uh, Gareth Barry overtook him. But yeah, he's just... I thought Gary Speed was a top, top player. And yeah, he's obviously on his way to being a top manager as well. Yeah, yeah I don't know about you, Stone. I'd, I'd have him at number three. Yeah, that's that would be, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. You hear stories from like ex-Newcastle players like Shearer, Warren Barton. We had him on our podcast and he spoke really, really highly of him. But how upset he was, you know, when you know when uh, when he passed away. They they all kind of say he's like an eight out of ten every week. You mentioned the engine, determination, the, the sort of you know, it just he was just a holding midfielder who would just do everything. Um, so well, holding defensive, whatever everyone's sitting midfielder, he he would just do everything. And yeah, eight out of ten every week, score goals, set up goals. He would just take the ball if you're in the middle of the park. He'd run all day long, played for a very long time as well. You know, stayed at a, at a high level. So I think he, yeah, but that more than warrants um, him being in third place. To be fair, yeah. Mm. I agree, lads. Yeah, I agree. Um, every, every single team needs a Gary Speed, without fail. Every single team will need a Gary Speed. If you can get someone, and funny enough, Becky, we spoke about this a gazillion times. When Mourinho tried to sign even Perisic for Manchester United, Manchester United fans were like, we don't like even Perisic. He's rubbish. And I remember someone saying, even Perisic is a 7 out of 10 footballer every single week. And Perisic and Speed and, and other lads of that nature, Gareth Barry even to a degree, every single week, you know what you're going to get from that player. Like, it's the same performance. Like, this, it, the, the performance never goes above a certain level. It never dips. Tactically, he knows his role. He's loved by his teammates. He's professional to the point where his body doesn't break down. You know, he's constantly playing. Every team needs a Gary Speed, and um, I'm more than happy to put him at number three. I think that's very well deserved. Yeah, as an Arsenal fan, I, I can completely relate to unreliable midfielders. Yeah, so uh, Mr. Granit Xhaka comes to mind, and yeah, what what a better team we would be if we had someone like Gary Speed in there. Just yeah, yeah. I I think yeah for me as well after this. So I think the these three at the top are pretty clear and then I think there's a little bit of a drop off there's obviously some some really good players that mostly played in the the 80s like Southall and and Rush and Hughes mm. which I think yeah thinking about it maybe Rush should make the 10 but I, yeah, I'm struggling a bit here with, with four uh, I, I went with Ramsey maybe there's a little bit of bias in that he's one of my favourite ever players um, but I, I don't know what you guys think as a as a potential option there. I agree. I think that's a good shout, Beck. Would you? Agree? Yeah, I, I'm not against that shout. The only thing I would say is it depends on what you're basing this list on, though, isn't it? Because if you if we're going to talk about outright ability, then you sort of have to have Ian Rush somewhere decently up this list on on ability and how good mm. they were. But it's how far we put someone like him and Mark Hughes at the list versus sort of how non-relative they are because of how long ago it was, you know. And you know, and I didn't really watch them, so 
Um, the three that came to mind for a fourth for me were Ramsey, Ian Rush, and Craig Bellamy. I'm happy to sort of leave Ian Rush sort of down a few more places, perhaps. Uh, between Ramsey and, and Bellamy, I think, for me, number four. Oh, yeah, um, Be- Bellamy's next on mine, so I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be against that either, to be honest. Do you, want to, do you want to talk about Craig Bellamy? I mean, he's another one. He's another Welsh player that was absolutely rapid. Yeah, mm. Bellamy was um, was and still is a maverick. I think that's all you can call him. Like we all know about the whole John situation with <laughs> with the golf clubs, and and he demanded the best from everyone. And again, look, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but. A bit like Gary Speed. Every team needs a Craig Bellamy. You need someone to set the tone. He's, you know, the type of player that I think someone like a Jurgen Klopp would love. You know, he's quick, yeah. he's direct, he presses high, he's aggressive, he contests every like every decision. Like a, a referee's nightmare. Like you imagine being like Howard Webb or someone back in the day, and Craig Bellamy. You're only three minutes in. And the guy has just gone on at you the entire first yeah. thing. Like, it just, it would annoy the life out of me. But as, if he's against you, he's doing your head in. You're like, oh, this guy, like, do you know what I mean? He's just he's buzzing around everywhere. He doesn't shut up. He's constantly in your face. But if he's your teammate, you're winding him up before you go in, before you go out on the pitch. You're like, Craig, we need this from you. In his face, you know, press high. He's everything you would want in a teammate, right? And he's, he comes across as a, a lovely lad as well. I know, again, look, these Welsh players we talk about, they do have outside influence, like Bellamy's. You know there's certain talk of bullying amongst other things. We won't get into that for legal purposes. But it's, um, it's interesting. Bellamy, for me, I mean, look, you can have Ramsey and Bellamy fourth and fifth. Again, either which one, to be honest with you. Like, not to understate Ramsey's influence. I don't think... Ramsey ever became the player that he should have been. But the I injury think, was part yeah. of it, weren't it? But I think there's an Arsenal curse, right? Because you look at Jack Wilshire and his ankles, you look at Abu Dhabi and his injury, and you look at Ramsey and his injury. That Arsenal team, they were targeted a lot because they were so technically good. And um yeah, Ramsey, whilst brilliant, and you know, look, the way he led Wales from the front in internationals, incredible. Like he's a, he's a born leader, but um, he never fulfilled all of his potential. But I'd be happy to put him fourth or fifth. The thing is, you you mentioned about Bellamy on his day, and he had a few of them. He was a centre half's a nightmare, or even full backs, depending on what position he was playing in. I remember that um, United City 4-3 game where he run Rio Ferdinand in absolutely ragged. And I had a Rio Ferdinand that was still arguably, you know, not maybe in his absolute prime, but not far off. Um, yeah. And he gave him a torrid day at the office. He scored one absolute belter in top corner and one where he just had, you know, I think Ferdinand thought he was in a washing machine. He didn't know what the washing machine was going in. Um, <laughs> And he can just play, he played for some good clubs. He played for Man City, he played for Liverpool, played for Newcastle. You know, him and Shearer up front did some serious damage. And yeah, I think a lot of Premier League defenders absolutely dreaded playing against Bellamy um, a lot of times. So, yeah, it's a close one for me. I, I would probably put Bellamy fourth and Ramsey fifth, but 
yeah, yeah. go with a majority on this. Um, I, I'm happy with that. To be fair, I, I think I think Ramsey is the better player. But as yes, as you sort of say, Bellamy has played for a lot of top clubs, and he did. He pretty much got on wherever he went. He did well. He didn't last that long anywhere, but. You know, he, yeah. he managed to play under a, a load of different managers, different styles, and it didn't really matter. I can't think of a club where where he flopped, and I think he's the the record goals. Uh, he's got the record of of most goals or most clubs scored for. So he, I think he scored for seven or eight. So no, no one's done more. And yeah, I think yeah. it's unfair to call him a, a journeyman. He was definitely more than that. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with with him fourth because. He pretty much got the best out of his potential, didn't he? Whereas, as Rory says, Ramsey probably hasn't quite hit that. A lot of that's down to injuries. To, to Ramsey's credit, you know, I think he had two or three really good seasons at Arsenal where, you know, mm. he was he was one of the main men, if not the main man at, at points. And, he, you know, he was, he was winning them games. Part of me, you know, questions, was going to UV the best thing that he could have done? Um, I know there was a lot of money in it for him, but I just wonder, you know, in hindsight, was there somewhere else in the Prem he kind of, you know, maybe could have gone and tried to say, but... I think I think he loved Arsenal so much. I, I saw an interview when he left and he cried his eyes out. And I think he loved Arsenal so much. It would have been difficult for him to go anywhere else. Like, even yeah. now, like, Juventus are actively trying to kick him out of the club. And he just will not come back to the Premier League. Like I don't think his heart is in it. I think he'd rather play abroad. He's um he's a very intelligent, very intelligent lad. Like he speaks multiple languages anyway. So I I don't think you'll see Ramsey back in the Premier League. But you know from a Welsh standpoint, I think you know his legacy cemented anyway. And yeah, easily you know fourth or fifth on that list. He's as I said he's one of my favourite players. Um, there's not many that that have scored in multiple cup finals for us and yeah. he yeah he just can do everything can't he really he's a little bit like Gary Speed but not not quite as good and had a few more off days um, but yeah he could pass tackle score get in the box and even though he he had a lot of injuries he was very fit he covered a lot of ground as well so yeah if, if we go with him Within fifth, then that's our that's our top five. This is where it gets really sticky now. It, it normally does. It no, it normally gets a bit harder around the bottom of the I list. I would like to see like either a rush or um, a Hughes at number six in my mind, just for their ability. Yeah, put the words right out of my mouth. I'm a little older, lads, so you've got to bear with me. I'm a little longer in the tooth. But I remember watching Mark Hughes play. And if Mark Hughes was around now, if Manchester United are saying Jesse Lingard's worth 50 million, <laughs> then Mark Hughes yeah. is worth 150 million. Because Mark Hughes was, you know, bear in mind, this guy, Mark, I'm right in thinking now, I've done a bit of due diligence, but my, my mind is, is going in with these lads. But I'm, Mark Hughes played for Barcelona, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't get that gig. And then he came back, and, didn't he? Yeah, you know, just and you know the Rivaldos and the R9s and everybody else. But Mark Hughes was a player, like, and, and again, maybe. Ugh, look, did he light the Premier League on fire? 
for a little bit. I don't think he ever did it consistently to the point where he'll be remembered as one of the greatest Premier League strikers of all time. But from a Welsh yeah. standpoint, I mean, look, back in the day, he did his thing. And he was, you know, the, he was that guy for a while. He was, he was a bit like a maverick player, only in terms of the goals yeah. he scored. He, he was a volley king when he, he loved the volley. Yeah. There's still um, some footage on YouTube when he was Man City manager. I don't know if you've seen much of it, where he's just sort of like balls come to him on the side or someone puts the ball in the air and he just absolutely pings it and it just rifles on top corner and the half volley, volley. In terms of technical ability, he was pretty special. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know, what, what are you thinking of maybe like Hughes and Rush six and seven? Oh. Possibly the thing, the thing, the reason I choose at ten, and I, I'm, I'm looking back a little bit and thinking maybe he should be a bit high, maybe Rush should be in there as well. Is if we are drawing a line literally at 1992, and just considering their Premier League from that onwards, I can't. I think more Hughes than Rush, but I, I can't think of a load of a load of their career in the Prem, and to a point. Neville Southall's in that bracket as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, like like those two, like Southall was in his peak. He was one of the best goalies in the world. But we had we had Pat Nevin on um, doing his his best ever eleven that he's played with, and yeah, one of the stories he told about Neville Southall, he said that like they were all they were all um, and this when Everton were a top side, like, they were all taking shots at Southall and. For about twenty minutes, they couldn't score against him. <laughs> but is the is the thing? He wasn't using his hands. What he was hell? using his head, his his knees, his feet, and yeah, just he's another. I think you can put them all in the same bracket. I, to be fair, I, I, looking at some of the names below, you got people like Ashley Williams, Joe Allen, and John Hartson. They. It does. It doesn't look right, does it? Having having those guys above yeah. some of the greatest Welsh players of all time, but uh, it's it's hard because it's if you literally looking at a ninety two. But I would, I'd be happy with if we went like Southall at six because he played a bit longer, yeah. and certainly for the first couple of years because he won an FA Cup of Everton, and then Russian Hughes in whatever. Whatever order at seven and eight. Yeah, I'd agree. So if we, if we went South Hall at six, I would say Matthews at seven and Rush at eight. What do you reckon, Becky? Yeah, I'm happy to go with that. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, that's that. Um, there's three lads there that that oh, sounds harsh. They're consigned to the archives. So unless you mm. actually dig for their footage, it's all word of mouth about how good they were. And that's a generational thing. It sounds stupid, right? But there'll be kids in 50 years' time that go, Lionel Messi, what, that guy from YouTube or TikTok? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a yeah, just thing. Yeah. And we'll all be aghast. We'll be like, what? What are you talking about? And that's the way elderly people talk about Rush speed and, and Southall, especially in Wales as well, Jack. Like, you know, Rush and Hughes as well. We, what we've got to take into account is they were two world-class strikers that had mm. nothing behind them. Like, they had no... Yeah, that's why I never got why they never qualified, because they yeah. had two of the best strikers in the world and arguably the best goalie in the world. But, yeah, yeah I guess the middle of the pitch and the defence... There was nothing there. There was nothing that. there. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, 
like Spoon has said, generational thing. It depends what year you're in. You know, you could have, you know, blokes, you know, people in their 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond who could watch this and be screaming at the computer or whatever, saying, how can you not have Russian views and self-hire? But then people like my brother, he's, you know, he's 13, would be watching and going, like, who? Like, why, why are they on this list? So it depends, you know, on, on eras. And like Spooner said, he mentioned in however many years' time, who were Messi and Ronaldo? It reminds me of when people always say to me that, you know, Maradona is one of you know, the best player they've ever seen. And I'm like, you know, I just can't really comment on that because, I, I you know, I've seen footage of him, but I have no no memory of, of Maradona. So I, for me, you know, he and him and Pelle are never in conversations for me as the greatest of all time because I, I can't simply comment. But we go south or six, he was seven, rush eight, um, I think. Can you imagine if those, yeah. Can you imagine if those three played for this Wales team, though? Oh, mate. They would be one of the favourites for the Euros, I'd say, and yeah. going up to World Cup quarterfinals and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. We can dream, you know. You know, if you put the players on the list, plus you sprinkled a few others in, and you created an all-time Wales eleven, that all-time Welsh eleven is going to give anybody a game. Like it would yeah. be outrageously good, you know, but. We, like I said to you, Jack, we only get one every 40 or 50 years. And Qatar now is the last chance saloon because Bale and Ramsey and a few others, they don't have another tournament in them. So mm. this, is, this is it. This is the long goodbye, effectively. We're going to, I'll be dead by the time another top player comes out for Wales. I won't see it, do you know what I mean? So I'm going to make the most of Qatar. What's weird is we always seem to have a world-class player on that left-hand side, which England never did. Like we always had that missing piece of their midfield. Yeah. We had uh, Giggs and then Bale. And, you know, they always had good players on the right. But you look at England's wingers over the years, and they've never really had a world-class winger. You could argue they had Beckham, but, you know, he, he's a different kind of winger. Um, yeah, like an, an out-and-out cross, yeah. go to the byline type one, yeah. They always had people like Stuart Downing and Sean Wright Phillips and Walcott and, you know, the list probably goes on. Um, but they never had any more world-class on that wing and Wales have had a few. So, yeah, that's six, seven and eight sorted. Who, who's the two that that leaves? Ooh, now, our, our boy Reese, who um, does the podcast with us, he messages me along and he's like, Carl Robson Carno. And I'd be tempted to put him in there just for the Belgium goal. Um, but, I mean, look, I, I I may never be more ecstatic. See, apart from maybe Solskjaer's goal in 99. I, the, 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 I'm tempted to put him on there just because, but I don't think I can justify it enough. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Ben Davis, Ben Davis, maybe. Uh, for me, that the individual moment of Hall Robson Khan doesn't do enough for me because his Premier League career uh, away from that has been pretty average. Um, it has. The, I think Ashley Williams. Ooh. I think it's got to be in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, good plan. Really good on the ball, weren't he as well? For yeah, yeah. and you know, you think. We were lucky to get the years out of Ashley Williams we did because, you know, he nearly got banned for life after he almost killed Robin Van Persie that one time. Yeah. 
I remember this, so, yeah. As yeah. Fergie said, you could have killed him. So he might have gone down for, for manslaughter. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, he. I think for the many years he was in the Prem, Swansea, Everton. Um, played at you know pretty high level. He was really consistent for Wales. Um, for me, and I, you, you know, we can discuss the order if you boys agree. But um, John Hartson and Ashley Williams would be my nine ten. But I, I would go. I take, um, I take Ashley Williams in nine. But I think Ben Davis will have to be my ten purely because. I mean, look, Ben Davis has been so consistent. He's another lad, right? That he's a seven out of ten player. Like you know what you're getting every week with him. He can play the back five. He can play a centre back. He's never really let Spurs down either, you know. And Spurs, Spurs being Spurs, you know, being very Spursy at any given time. Ben Davis is one of those lads you can kind of hang your hat on and go, you know, he can he, he give it his all, like you know. So. I mean, I don't know about you, Jack, but I'm thinking Ben Davis. What do you What do you yeah. think? Can I give one more wild card? Yeah. Um, Joe Allen. Yeah, so I, I had Joe Allen in mind. Um, I didn't consider Hartson at all, to be fair. Like maybe it's bias again. I don't. He wasn't. He wasn't all that for us. He was brilliant at Celtic. Wimbledon, um, he wasn't too bad either. Yeah, and I think he, I think he was quite good in the championship as well when he went yeah. there. But uh, so, I like the Ben Davis shout as well. Yeah, Ben Davis. I'm not, I'm not against Ben Davis. Well, he did this season in the games he's played. Yeah, did I see as well? He's, um, he's played 250 games for Spurs now. Is that right? Did I read that right? It doesn't no. seem like it, but it might be. He's been there for quite a while, hasn't? He? I'm going to fact check it. I saw something come up the other day. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You know, Reese mentioned James Collins, Andy King won the Premier League with Leicester, Danny Gabadon. Um, we mentioned Simon Davis. Yeah, I'm trying. To... Yeah, there's a few that are kind of pretty similar, aren't they? Like, especially Gabadon and Collins, because they they were a partnership for club and country, and neither massively stood out one over the other. But yeah. With oh he has he's for the for the audio listeners Spooner's got uh, something about Davis playing two hundred fifty games for Tottenham which yeah I, I didn't realise he played that many but that yeah. again he's to to be there for that long as well and and stick it out through <laughs> Poch Mourinho and and Conte and, and and the thing is as well every single one of those managers they all play him it's not like you know, he is like Mr. Dependable. It's like, okay, Reguillon, right. We don't really trust him against Burnley. We'll bring in Ben Davis. Okay, we want to go five at the back. We need a left-sided centre-back. We'll bring in Ben Davis. Like, you know, these are top managers as well. Pochettino, Mourinho, Conte. They all put their in Ben Davis. So, mm. I, I think he'd have to be. I'd I put him there. Uh, John Harton, not so much. I'm, I'm with Jack on that one. I don't think he did enough. But you make a serious case for Joe Allen as well. He was an electric. Um, make it official then, Jack. I, I'm happy to lock Ben Davis in. Well, let's get that official 10. Yeah. Okay, so at number 10, Ben Davis. Number 9, Ashley Williams. Number 8, Ian Rush. Number 7, Mark Hughes. Number 6, Neville Southall. Number 5, Aaron Ramsey. Number 4, Craig Bellamy. Number three, Gary Speed. 
Number two, Gareth Bale. And number one, Ryan Giggs. I'm happy with that. That is a hell of a yeah, list. Good list, that. Yeah. Yeah. You get some team out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you could argue slightly different, but I don't think anybody can say that that's not a good 10. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you presented to that, that 10 to anybody, they could maybe make one or two variations, but on the whole, like, there's not a lot of arguing with that. They could list a few players and say, what about these? And you go, well, who would you take out? And they probably look at that list and go, mm, well, yeah, it's a good question. You could, yeah. I mean, look, there's, there's honourable mentions. Like you said, you know, John Hartson, honourable mention. Joe Allen, honourable mention. You could slide Gavidon in as, as an honourable mention as well. He wasn't too bad. James Collins, you know, Rob again. Earnshaw. And, well, was Earnshaw in the Premier League, was he? Yeah, he did a bit, didn't he? I, um, he, I, I stopped think he scored a hat-trick in every league or something. Did he? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Rob, Rob Earnshaw was supposed to come on the podcast, but he um he curved us last minute, so I, I probably wouldn't put him in on that. <laughs> yeah, fair show. Yeah. Yeah, happy with that. Good yeah, list. Yeah. Very good, good list. Yeah, cheers for cheers for coming on. I'm, I wanted to make it authentic. Uh, get get some proper Welsh football fans on. So you guys are the, the perfect guests for that. And before we wrap up, uh, if you want to let the listeners know where we can find you and what you're all about. I know you've, you've probably done it before on this pod, but always worth doing again. Indeed, yeah. So if you want to find us on socials, it's at BMB Podcast. Um, if you want to find us on YouTube, um, just type in Victory and Vice Podcast. Um, we have loads of interviews, still doing really good numbers. Our transfer videos are out um, now as well. So those of you that are interested in the transfer stuff, I called Alvarez to Man City, Vecchi. I'm pointing it out now. I said that yeah. was happening way before Fabrizio Romano said it. That was me. <laughs> That's my stamp of authority. Um, but yeah, our interviews, I mean, look, we got loads. We got Norberto Solano, we got Nicky Hunt, we've got Ivan Klasnich, who is the most mental guy in the world. Um, we've got uh, who else we got, Becky? We got Simon Matt Jarvis, Matt Jarvis um, Paul Robinson, um, uh, Helen Ward, actually, the top Welsh um, female goal scorer of all time. So, yeah, I mean, there's a treasure trove of stuff on there for all the listeners. So please feel free to subscribe and, and get in touch because we uh, we love talking to new people about football. Nice. Thank you, guys. Great pod. And remember to keep it... Cheese. 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 C